Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Good. You just roll. Rolling start. When when was it that you were on? I want to say a year ago because I you had talked to me about the Adirondack group. Um, Young professionals. Young professionals. Was it post pandemic or po- it was pre? Pretty. It was way way before. Really? Yeah. You know what's cr- so? I get multiple people on this. When you come back on for like a second episode, it just like time flies. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you were just on it like a couple months ago, right? And like, no, no, that was like 18 months ago. I'm like, really? So, um, yeah, so this is uh, episode 129, Galen Trombley Show, Danny Valenzuela, uh, returning guest. Hello, we had a great time the first time we yeah we did this, and now he's back. And uh, good times. You don't have the Kavanaugh shirt on today. You you're, you came straight from work. I'm straight guessing from the so. office, literally straight from a meeting. So <laughs> no, you look good. You're ready. To, came in. I figured like well, man, we're gonna have a serious conversation now. We just we're we're here enjoying some Lake Placid. Uh, what is it? Big Slide IPA. I do yeah, like this. It's one of my this is good. favorite little local brews. So um, so Danny, since we last talked, um, how's work going? Um, how's What's new with work? You know, a couple of new things that you're doing right now that are... Oh, work is insane. Um, this has been one of the most trying times with the pandemic as any other school out there. Um, it's been busy. It's been really just navigating stress, navigating what we still have to do for, for students, um, managing teachers with the stress of, you know, I'm in special ed education and we were in person five days a week since the beginning of this in September where all the other schools were either remote or had a hybrid. Um, So we had a, you know, fostering teachers with balancing out remote instruction while having half the class in person. It's just been a lot. Stress is high. Stress is contagious. It's been, my job really has been to be that positive light in Mm -hmm. the building along with my co-principal and just you know validate people's feelings but just remind them of the positives our why why are we here and that whole thing and and you know i pay attention to little things like i wear bright colors to work on purpose because it just makes people kind of just oh i like your shirt oh nice it just sparks that for it's just been really really stressful so it's been Uh, crazy now have you guys had to close it all for uh, our Mineville campus has not had to close, but our Plattsburgh campus only had to close for, I want to say, a two, I don't remember, two, three week time frame. It was when, after the holidays, when the cases spiked, spiked a up a little bit and we That's closed. That's not bad then. No, and then we've been in person. And with the high needs of our students, it's like the best thing for them is to be in person. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice that that was only a short stint because our kiddos have a really hard time with remote. Everyone does, but our population has a significantly hard time. It, so most of, so even since the beginning of even last year, 2020, was everything? Nope. In March, we closed with everyone else. Yep. And from March to June of last year, we did the whole remote thing and did the best that we could. And, you know, we really walked away with that learning a lot. Um, with just how to navigate technology. And I hate to say it, but it really got people who 
I would always struggle to get on top of technology and understand it, like force the hand. Yeah. So if anything, now it's just kind of like, okay, let's finesse everything. Let's kind of fine tune like what you really need to know and what we don't. And then what can we take? What can we learn from this? You know, can we look at this and implement different ideas and strategies? And that's kind of the headspace I've been in is like, okay, we've, we've, we've been really good at accessing technology and, you know, all the schools, you'd be surprised, all the schools up here didn't, all the kids didn't have devices. And it wasn't until the pandemic where all the schools, if they didn't, now they have their own devices. Like, just think of that equity playing field. Like, that, those type of things was something that I'm really focusing on to try to take away from for next year. Well, I think the, uh, the pandemic, too, I mean, just obviously you're coming from the educational field. Even the business field, like hearing people take calls and have kids screaming in the background. And we mm-hmm. were talking about this in the last podcast um, with Yvonne. And it's like, it's not uncommon. I'm talking to clients and I'm like, Hey, listen, I have my kid and I'm going to go, you know, changing his diaper. I'll yeah. still talk to you. But if you hear <laughs> stuff, it's just my kid. So, um, and I think people are finding that's like, that's normal. That's common. It's not, and I don't think people are as afraid to open up. And I think one thing has brought yeah. everybody together of the whole idea that, everybody's the same everybody's in it and then you also i think when people go to work it's almost like they put on not a facade they're not like trying to hide anything but i think you just see someone at at work and that's all you know them is at work and you don't realize like if people see me they don't realize that most evenings and all of the weekend is pretty much just like kids and it's just a totally different (laughs) life um you know you got kids running around and and you're cleaning messes up you're doing stuff and you know you have moments that are completely different than me work work wise same person i just have a different group of people that i'm dealing with you know so adults to kids so i think trying to blur those lines a little bit has been fun um and again a lot of people too i think have just been more laid back and i think the technology aspect on both sides like you're seeing more webinars. You're seeing more mm-hmm. people saying, hey, I don't have to drive there. Or, hey, let's just do a couple of emails or let's just do a quick call and yep. jam this out versus saying, hey, we got to actually meet in person. And I think the efficiency of time for some people have gotten better. Yeah. And those are the little things that you try to try to take away from. Um, you know, I can do so many more meetings remotely now, even within my building. I still have remote meetings, you know, and it's just so little things like that we're trying to walk what can we walk away with that we'll definitely use but use a little bit differently moving forward so, so um the new gig we talked about um the new professor gig yeah so, so, prof- professor danny we can call you now yeah i you know <laughs> i was a type i struggled in school so much sorry i'm taking on my no, you're good you're good yeah see get into it he's, yeah. he's in <laughs> sorry you're hearing all that um but yeah, I, when I say literally out of nowhere, like out of nowhere, did I get a phone call and um, it was just through, and this is why I, talk, I tell people all the time, first impressions, you, you, you don't know. I'm always big on every person you interact with. You always need to leave a good impression, a good, bad, or indifferent. Even if I don't like you, I'm going to try really, really hard to make sure when I leave that space you don't have anything negative to say about me. And so I was doing some work with um, a, a committee and it involved a couple of Plattsburgh folks, um, the uh, someone from the education department and their new diversity and inclusion officer. And this was just stuff I was doing in September, October, and then it didn't really carry over, just the pandemic, things that we were trying to do. Um, then... I was just at work and then I blew, I got a phone call in my office and it was, um, the faculty over there just saying, Hey, I was highly recommended. 
um, would really like an opportunity to, you know, chat with you. And, and then I called them, it was an email. So then I called them and they would not let me off the phone without a yes. Um, but I couldn't say no. I was like, wait, what you want me to teach what at the college? And I just said yes. I was like, sure. But I have a full-time job running a building and my schedule is already tight. So, you know, I'm, I just want you to know that one of my worries is making sure I do a good job for you is, you know, my time management. So I just picked up one course and it's been it's been fun. Have you ever wanted to teach at college? Was this like something you've thought about doing? No, this was something I never, it just never crossed my mind. I can't even say I said I wanted to do it. It just never was something. Or was even an option? Yeah, it just was something that never crossed my mind. I never didn't even think. Now, would I have thought of myself ever presenting at a college or something? Absolutely. That's something I would like to do. Uh, But to actually be teaching a class um, and it's an ethics class. I'm teaching brand new young teachers. Um, you know, kids that are working on getting their, their coursework to become teachers. So it's like right in my wheelhouse and the content that I'm teaching is right in my wheelhouse. So if anything that this experience is helping me finesse my thought process on a lot of these, um, racial, cultural things, equity and all that type of stuff, um, and it's really finessing my, my skill set with talking about it. And I most recently put myself out there at my job to kind of take things a step further with some of this work within our organization because of my experience at the college. So you brought that into the school? Yes. Um, is that something that the school, like local schools have? I, I don't remember having any... Um, I mean, where I went to school, it wasn't a very diverse you know, population. Um, the college is by far the most yeah. diverse probably school. I mean, Plattsburgh High School is more so than the other high schools. So you probably see that uh, CVS, but um, I mean, do you guys have anything at the call, uh, CVS for that? Or is that the brand no, new that you're so trying to it, the, Our organization has decided to put an area of focus on the importance of inclusion and, and equity and, and all that. Um, so they actually, CVS put out a statement during the summer, spring and summer of last year during the pandemic when we were all quarantined, when things were getting really, really intense in society with all the Black Lives Matter movement stuff. Mm-hmm. And I actually really appreciate and respect the fact that our organization put out a statement just kind of reminding people we're a campus, you know, that is inclusive of everyone and all that stuff. So that was cool and then led to just some, you know, planning goals like how are we going to support that and so through my experience of what i've been doing at the college and just how i've learned how to teach certain contents and 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 embed activities and and just be the teacher again um i just felt really passionate about well i could do what i'm doing there but let me do my own version for cves because to me it's important work I don't want us to be an organization that puts something out and doesn't live by it. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, I have been well received by my organization. And I am so grateful for that because now the ball is rolling in a really positive direction. As of like, I literally just presented on this pilot program today to my upper to my administrative team. And I'm super excited about it because we're just trying to pilot out some things. But they're totally it's just opening another door that I didn't know was even there for to try to open. Yeah, and spearheading it too. I mean it's yeah, kind of cool being like yeah, the pioneer I, of it. I get to lead it and that's a and for me, what me, I like to hustle, so that's a good good thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps you busy, right? Mind yeah. sharp. Um so have you gotten a lot from the college in the sense of, you know, 
I guess, again, we both went to college, went to uh, Potsdam, right? If, remember? I went to Potsdam, yeah. So, I mean, are you getting a lot out of the kids being a little bit older, being from different backgrounds, not all living up here, but, you know, college, you all move here and they do college. And so probably a little bit more shared experience or different experiences that they can share. Yeah. So this year, everything ha- I was remote. So I read all the classes every week is done via Zoom. But I have a ni- nice variety of students that are coming with different perspectives to the table. And because of the topics that I talk about, are they're very heavy topics. So I have to structure the class in a way that allows me to talk about these things in a very safe space. So it's important for me to set the tone right away to create that safe space for us to engage in some really difficult, uncomfortable conversations. Um, so, you know, I have half the kids are on campus remotely and the other half are in their hometowns remotely just because of the pandemic. Um, I'm excited for it to be in person. The goal is to hopefully be in person at the college in the fall. Um, and that will just allow me to do what I've done remotely and just, you know, I'm really confident I'll get a better experience with it being in person with just, just my energy, my style, my way of just trying to incorporate some things, um. But it's been fun, to say the least. Yeah, I how Zoom t- teaching Zoom for almost three hours. At first, I was stressed. Yeah. I was like, seems like it's just like I, so much time I to have fill. to do what. But yeah. thankfully, I have a great SUNY Plasma has been phenomenal with me. They have helped me. I have a great cohort that I work with. So four of us teach the same class, and we just kind of meet every week. We plan, and then we take our classes and you know as long as we hit the things that we need to hit we do our own thing so they've been very very supportive to help me kind of learn the ropes and navigate so my way kind of bounce the ideas off each yeah, other yeah so like i sat in one of their classes the first week because i was just like I, I just need to know what you're doing yeah uh you know i was overthinking i was like wait what do you mean um so once i saw how they were doing it i was able to just take it because that's how i am once i see the how-to i'm good after that um do you find because your age is a little bit closer probably than most professors, does that make a difference? Yeah, I feel like I'm way more in tune. Not way more, but I feel like I'm in tune in a way that just, it's a little bit different. It's relatable um, to the kids? Yeah, because that's how I was at the job. At, yeah. at, as, I was the youngest administrator for a while. I think I still am. You were in your 20s, right? When you I started? was 27. Yeah, when that's, I started, that's extremely which young. Which is really young for in the admin world. So um it's the same kind of thing i just have a more a different perspective and you know i come from we come from that last generation of old and new and all these kids have new yeah so like i i take advantage of that um because i remember going to college and you know we were about the same time and i remember a couple younger teachers um i just vibed with them better because they just they seem like not i didn't I dislike I still my older teachers. To, but. I still listen to some of the music that they all listen to. I, you know, it, I watch the same shows. I, I have. Yeah. It, but I think when they say stuff, I can kind of tell like they're younger. But I, for some reason, it just seems like an older sibling, like teaching you something. Or, yeah. or you're not sitting in a class being lectured by someone that's 20, 30 years your elder. And, and they're just, they've been doing it for years and they haven't really changed. And kind of like, you know, as especially as a young kid in college, you got to think too, like a lot of, you're still kind of in that stage where like, are they right or not? Because you yeah. almost give them the benefit of the doubt. But yeah. when you're a kid, you think that every adult knows what they're doing and is yeah. right. And when you get to college, you're like, do they? But I think they still do. And you kind yeah. of are skeptical. And then as you get older, you're just like, you know, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't know everything yeah. that we thought. But I think being younger, you kind of relate to the kids. And I think they can relate and say, no, that person sounds like they're legit. Or they, they seem like they are in tune too. Yeah, because that's the biggest thing. And I've sat through that. I, you know, even, you know, I'm, I'm in a 
program where I'm prepping new teachers. So I am probably bang for their buck because I'm still connected to the field currently. I'm actively working still in the field and I just bring that perspective and it's been, it's so it's been good, really helpful. Um, I take advantage of it. It allows me to connect with students a little bit better. Um, so yeah, it's been fun. What, a, how old are you again? 33. Okay. So 31, 33. So I want, a couple of things I want to throw at you. So do you remember, like, what do you, re, what's a couple of things that you remember maybe from when you were younger to now? Cause I saw something the other day with like kids trying to learn how to uh, use a rotary phone, which <laughs> that was funny because some kids in it and like, I know how to use a rotary phone and I grew up and I like, I grew up with those common, but I've seen them. My grandparents had them. Mm-hmm. We had one at my, my family camp. So I knew how to use it as a, as a kid, but what's some of the things that you find now that it's funny that kids don't know or that you see in school or you might make a reference to a kid and they're like, what is a floppy disk? You know what I mean? Like things oh, that like we just like grew up okay, with. Okay, you're going to totally laugh at me <laughs> and I'm just going to be totally real. I was super upset when no one, this kid didn't know who Britney Spears was. Like I was like, he didn't know who she was. I was really upset about that. I was like, what? And I, and I was like, no, in her prime, she was amazing. Uh, so like little funny things like that. Um, but the biggest disconnect that I have, which is important for me, which is, um, I, I hate to take it serious, but a lot of these kids don't, rec- they don't, they didn't live through 9-11. Yeah, you're right. They, that st- stood out to me. Yeah. Because um, I remember that vividly. I remember that to the T. Were, were you down in the city at the time? I was on Long Island. Okay. We, we were, we were at the World Trade Center a week before. My sister was in a pageant that August, and then she had to go get her prize. And then the week after that happened, and um, one of my um, uncles passed away in the towers. Really? Yeah. So you were about 13, 14? I was in eighth grade. Yeah, I was sixth grade. Yep. yep. And I remember it's clear as day. Clear as day. Yeah. But these guys don't know it. Yeah. That's still... That I mean, I, that's one of the things I remember the exact seat I was sitting in when I heard yep. about it. I remember where I was. I remember watching it. Like the, yep. the school shut. I say shut down. We just went in a classroom and watched on TV. And no time yeah. ever in history have I ever remembered sitting down and watching something as a class like happening on live news that you went and just watched. Uh, I'm sure the. I don't know if there's been anything since. I don't think so. Like anything that I can think of that happened as a national thing. Like COVID was one thing, but yeah. you were home doing it. You weren't with yeah, a group yeah. of people, and I think. Um, seeing like I, that's still something that I'll be honest like I don't know if that's something I'll ever forget and it's still you still have that like you know PTSD of that mm-hmm. moment even as at this age where like I wasn't I didn't lose anybody thank yeah. god I wasn't I was not in the military I didn't have to go like do anything yeah. with the war but it's still the idea of you just you took the, the impact of it and remember the impact on it on our lives even as a young kid you're like mm-hmm. holy crap like this happened like where we are five hours from here. Yeah. You know, and that's, I mean, for you an hour, whatever it was, you know, 45 minutes. And, um, that still weighs heavy on me. Like there's still, there's still some images from that that I think are, I will never, they're hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like even documentaries on it. I have a hard time watching documentaries on it. Cause I'm like, no, I want, I like, I don't want to, I have to go visit the memorial because my uncle's name is on there. And, it's I haven't done that yet because it's it's hard. Yeah, my I, sister yeah. did it like a couple like two years ago, and she's like, "No, you really have to go." Um, but yeah, these kids they don't know that they know it, but not not the way we. It'd be like us seeing Pearl Harbor. Like I remember well, exactly. Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. I, I learned JFK, about it. But. Yeah. Um, other things that I <laughs> they don't know anything about MySpace. <laughs> did you have MySpace? I had a MySpace. I never did. They I held my, strong. I never got one. They don't know anything about AIM, AOL, with the old 
username dial up uh, dial up yeah like so things like BRB. that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that things like that that come to mind you know what the funny thing about aim was you would see these kids all day long at school and then you'd go home and you'd just, and just talk to them again type and just away. message. Yeah. You'd like, I remember you could like edit the screens, yeah. like blue background, yellow yep. writing, whatever you wanted to do. And the BRB and are they on or are they not on? And then you had like people that you wanted to talk to, like get on your thing and you couldn't call yeah. your cell phone back then. You need to call, like nope. call their house and be like, hey, Tom, get on, you know, AIM or whatever. Yeah. And uh, the dial up and everything else it just it was a bizarre time. Something they, something else, some don't remember that I'm finding, which blew my mind the other day, was you know at the the back of a book, no, the front of a book when you leave a library, the old library cards. Oh yeah, you put the you put mm-hmm. the slip in because they're not they don't there. have to fill those out anymore. They, some of them don't. I so was what, like, what? What do library do? They just scan them, like scan a barcode. That's what I said. Now, now I want to know because yeah. <laughs> But some didn't. And yeah, you had to write like, my mind. You had to write your name and the date you checked yeah. it out, right? Yeah. And then it was cool because you could always go find the books and like, especially when you're in school, yeah. you're in a small school, so you knew a lot of people. So you like pull the book out and you like go through them, like, oh, these people took this yeah. book out. And was, yeah. Just kid, older kids you knew in school. Um, they don't. I wonder. They must just they just beep it with a scanner. Almost I like didn't a believe. Barcode. I didn't believe the student. I was like, really? Are you sure? What library? I'm gonna look into this. Cause there's no way. I'm going to the public library yeah. right now. I'm gonna go find. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go take out Tom Sawyer or something. Yeah. And see what. Um, yeah. That I. Wow. That's. Um, I didn't even thought about that. That's. Remember, like library. I remember taking a stick. Like yeah. When you had to go look for the book, yeah. they give you a stick, and you put the yeah. stick in so, the book, so you yep. want to get alphabetical order. Exactly. Yep. And then uh, you know you'd read your thing, put the book back, pull the stick out, go somewhere yep. else. They used to have the uh, everything. The, digital now. But the library, I mean, they still have books now. Yeah. No, they, they do. If anything, now there's easier access to books, cross library borrowing things and things like that. So, do you read? Are you a hardcover book guy or like a Kindle guy? I'm a hardcover, but I mean like uh, pages. I like the pages. Yeah, I spend so much time on a device. So when I do feel like reading on my leisure time, um, I, I just go right to. Do you read on leisure time though? Not as much as I probably could. Um, but I have my moments. Well, there's someone said the other day and I wasn't, I mean, I never, I don't really overthink this. I love reading. I don't read. Someone's like, I read it too much during the day. And I'm like, you know what? That's kind of the case. I'm just mentally just fried by the end mm-hmm. of the day. And it's like yeah. my decision-making skills, my attention, like if I'm looking at a computer, I mean, I'm looking at words all day yeah. long that it's like, man, there's some days I'm like, I, I would love to read a book. I'm trying to listen yeah. to, um, a book on audible right now. But even that, I find myself, unless I'm going for like a long distance, I'm not going to be, like even if I'm driving home, it takes me 15 minutes to drive home, I'm probably not putting Audible on. I'll put on a podcast or something, but like yeah. Audible, sometimes I just need to be in a clean headspace to listen to it. Because if I start yeah. dozing off and thinking, then I'm like, wait, what was the last three minutes that Audible I will about? read if I have to catch a flight. If I have yeah. to catch a flight, that's like the one those few times when I know I'm gonna and I'll, I'll purposely like okay I'm gonna read this or I'll get a magazine but whatever I have something in the I'll airport read. yeah whether it's in the airport or I'll bring something with me and yeah that's when I'll read something oftentimes it's for work but it's more like PD things or like things that interest me that I think I can tie into work or things you know stuff like that but I, I'm very similar in that because I went on a flight probably a month ago. And I looked around and so many people had iPads out. Adults too. They pulled mm-hmm. their iPad and they watch a movie on the flight, which is fine. But 
I'm the same thing. I'm like, I, I got. I usually have a book or I have a couple magazines. Yeah. Um, and or I have a couple of documents I have to go over and like a clean notepad mm-hmm. to take notes. And I just read and I'll take notes and jot ideas because to me, that's there's certain spots that you get like the headspace where you get to think. Like planes are fantastic. Yeah. Car rides. Depending, they're not Depends good for me. With. Yeah, it's not good for me to read, and it's not good for me to jot ideas because someone's driving, and you're usually yeah. a passenger. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess if like my wife was driving, but I talked to her the whole like we talked the whole time we're yeah. driving, and I don't want to be on a plane. You're not really going to talk to people as much. Yeah. Um. Then typically like showers. Usually think in the shower, and there's certain things you know. I guess dreaming before you go to bed or when you wake up, kind of yeah. when you're in that like early morning, like I want to kind of sleep in for another half hour. Yeah. Your mind's kind of going then, but. Um, yeah, airplanes are really good to just kind of quiet you down and walking, going for walks. Yeah, I do that a lot. I just to clear the heads. Yeah, I do that a lot with Isaac right now. When we'll walk, drive over here, go for a walk, go outside, we'll start hiking soon. Um, well, that's right. He likes hiking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he got me into hiking. I've lived here for years and I've never touched these. That's crazy because you're from Orlando. This flat and he is... literally just shows up and just drags me out. And now I'm like, I don't know why I haven't been doing this a long I gotta time. I got to get Isaac on the podcast. What is, <laughs> what, where did his love of hiking come from? He's a traveler. He has seen all of the one, um, the Seven Wonders. Right. Really? Yeah. He's, seven. Yeah. Seven wonders yeah, of the world. Seven modern wonders. He's seen them all. It's just through his flight attendant, you know, experience. He's been a flight attendant for ten years. So through that, he's just traveled the world. Yeah. And he knows how to make the best of wherever he is at. Um. So when he he and I got together, and then he moved up here. Um. He's like, all right, let's go hiking. Let's just, see. And he loves the Adirondacks. When he first came here, he's talking about real <laughs> estate. I'm like. And again, I, give them, I always give people the benefit of the doubt. I let them talk. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, yeah. and I said, okay, so you came from Orlando, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, you, I just want, it's much quieter here. Like it's much, you know, the house is probably not the same. There's not many condos here. And, uh, and he kind of laughed and he goes, no, I've been driving around the back. I'm like, hey, did you go like, you know, like Saranac? Did you go like Ellenburg? Did you go to these like outreach, like far yeah. rural places? He goes, yeah, I'm just driving around learning the area. And he was fine. I'm like, okay, as long as you've done that and you're talking to me, that's good. Because I didn't want you to like show up and be like, so Plastery's the smallest place, right? It yeah. gets bigger. I'm like, no, 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 it gets smaller. So smaller. Um, it's funny when he came in and that's what he said. I'm like, you're from Orlando. It's just as like, I just yeah. want to know like, where on the scale do you expecting this real estate thing to be like in your perspective from that? And he was like, spot on. He's like, no, 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 this is it. I like yeah. the small town vibe. And so he's, he's a good dude. But he, uh, it was so funny when he came in that first day and was talking about yeah, it. Yeah, so. he's fine. You should totally have him on one day. He'll just have, just his laugh is infectious. Well, and I think he's, I was just talking to him about some of the travel stuff. Not not like mm-hmm. going too super in depth. When he first came, he was kind of mentioning things. I'm like, yep. this is cool. Just like learning about different places. Kind of through his eyes too mm-hmm. from, you know, the perspective. The thing is with travel and flight attendants, like you, it, it always amazes me. You see someone. They fly with you to like wherever, Plattsburgh, and then they go, all right, bye. And then they get up and then they go somewhere else. And like, I don't know where that person lives. They could live yeah. like Cincinnati yeah. or something. And they have yeah. like a flight back down to Florida, then out to Dallas and back up to Chicago and then over. And it's like, yeah, but it's just a crazy lifestyle. I've learned through him. And I had a couple of friends who are flight attendants, but mm-hmm. he's so closely connected with me now. I've learned a lot about what that world is like and that whole experience. And it's a lot of work. Um, it's a nice, like he, he tells me a lot of people who are, you know, 
a lot of former educators will become flight attendants, whether they decide to leave the field or they're just at that stage where they want to retire early, they'll pick up the flight attendant gig. Um, but there's just a plethora of people and from all different walks of life who, you know, you encounter in that field of work. Um, but he's been able to travel the world. So going up these mountains and hiking has been been so fun. Um, he's definitely, you know, dragged me out. I'm the city boy, so I just been able to get out. But I actually really like it. The the hikes are hard at times to get up, but the views up top, like yeah. oh my god, I'm like oh my god, this is in my backyard. Yeah. Why have I not been here? So it's it's fun. I'm looking forward for it to warm up a little bit more to get out. Well, I was like I said, I was in uh, Saranac Lake, and for live, I know it sounds crazy, but for living where I've lived my entire life, I don't think I've been to. The place I went today, I haven't been in that area in about 15 years. Mm. And I've been like Saranac Lake, you go down kind of Main Street and stuff, but like to go kind of in the, the lake area of Saranac yeah. Lake, absolutely gorgeous. And we were on the uh, upper Saranac Lake today, and it's like looking at it, I'm like, this is so beautiful and peaceful and calm and mm-hmm. kind of talking about like get away and disconnect. Like this place is perfect. You could like, I would love yeah. to go sit there for a day, nobody distract me, and I can just hang out. And, yeah. um, I was looking at this. I'm like, God, this is just pretty. And it's an hour from where we live. Yeah. And to me, it just seems like another world. And it's, it's it almost feels like you're on vacation, but I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. I'm going to drive back. I'll be in the office in an hour and a half from now. Yeah. I've We've, you know, the past year, because of COVID, you know, just trying to stay active, you know, especially when the gym shut down. I mm-hmm. was like, oh, what am I going to do? Um, and the at-home stuff can only do so much. But just getting out, able to see different pockets of really cool places that are just beautiful areas that I haven't been able to see just living up here. And there's so much stuff here that you just have to look You just have to have a different lens. I'm so used to that city life and that hustle and bustle and having this and being able to do brunch or go to a drag show or go to this or go to whatever. But it's the same here, mm-hmm. but it just looks different. And it yeah. took me the pandemic to really like understand that and embrace that. There's so much potential here. So much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the area. And like I said, just going and seeing some things, I'm like, man, this is just crazy. And I, the girl that went up with me, she was telling me, she was working in event planning at one time. And she was telling me like people that were up there and celebrities are up there and people that buy, I'm like, really? They all mm-hmm. like live in vacation up here? And she's like, oh yeah, this person bought. I and believe like, that. And she's going to look it up. And I'm like looking up, I'm like, holy crap. I totally this believe is true. that. Yep. And it, but you don't think of it because it's in the backyard. But I'm like, God, there is some absolute gems up in that area. And I would love, I kind of want to go, exp- I don't get as I don't get to go out as much um, that direction without the kids and mm-hmm. stuff, you know. But if I can sneak out for work, it's kind of like, well, I'm, I'm up here. Let me go down a couple back roads and just kind of see what's up and yeah. just, you know, drive down and see some of the lakes. And because um, you look at it on the map and there's just so much waterways, and you're just kind of like, well, once you're there and kind of see it, God, this is really pretty. Yeah. Um, so, like, they had like little islands out there and it's just clear. And I think one of the things that talk about disconnecting, like, it's been, I always had the hardest time from disconnecting work from home like mm-hmm. i i try to but every day i'm checking my phone because i i'm always the i get nervous if it's like if i'm not checking my phone every probably hour to two hours yeah. i just like i'm missing something and i hate not responding to people and it's yeah because like, but it comes in every day every day and i'm like man is can i just get a day where it's just like pause nobody talks yep. to me like yeah can i can i plug it off on like friday and truly have no if i knew nobody was talking to me over the weekend my phone would probably go in my room, shut it off, and I'd leave it there, and I'd pick it up Monday yeah. morning and go to work. But I just, I kind of have to check it because I know things are constantly coming in, and it's, which is great. But I just, I've always had a hard time finding that balance. Like I'm planning, 
knock on wood, you know, mm-hmm. that Friday I've taken the day, I'll, put, I'll, I'll go loosely off, meaning yeah. off, meaning I have no responsibility. I'm going to do nothing related to client stuff. I say that. I'll probably have yeah. a couple things, but it's not going to be anything like really planned. So hopefully it's like under five. And then I can just take the day because I got a couple things I got to just like plan out and I just need quiet alone time. And it's just because I have a hard time. You have to though. But you but have to. Are you someone that can you focus on something? Like if you had to solve a problem or if you had to figure out something or critically think about something, what's your, your sweet spot time wise that you need? To critically think uninterrupted. It depends on what it is. And it happens at my job. Like I'll have these random situations come and if I don't pay attention, it could be a much bigger issue than it needs to be if it's not handled well. So it really depends. My job has forced me to reduce that time and figure it out a lot sooner. Um, I also have a great cohort of people I can work with that just bounce things off of before I make a decision, depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it depends. I half hour really uninterrupted time but i'm very visual i like to draw like i i do this big i do it all the time but nobody really knows that i do it but i do it all the time um i'll have like tricks of the trade i'll just write i'll just do a little weighted scale i'm like okay i got this going on i got this going on let me weigh out my options and then i just draw it out and then i add little things here and there and then i'm just like okay Mm, I'm going to have to go this route because of the pros and cons here, pros and cons here. This is probably the better route. And then I'll bet through my director, my boss, or or my co-principal. and just, So things like that. But visually, sometimes I have to like draw out. Because that's what I learned in my program for my administrative degree. And it was just a simple strategy, but it stuck with me because I'm a visual learner when it comes to that. So depending on what it is, if I have a solid half hour uninterrupted, that would give me plenty of time to at least map out my scenarios, my options before I have to make a decision or know which way to go. But one thing I learned at my job here, I learned very quickly the importance of separating that time. You know, one thing I used to hate is that older generation, and I say this with the utmost respect, the older generation has a tendency of making you feel bad because you don't work as quote unquote hard as they used to back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I that really bothered me because it's really is you work smarter, not harder. But, you know, I don't want to work the way y'all used to work back in the day. You guys were never home. Mm-hmm. You guys had to work, 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 work all the time. You missed out on so many important things sometimes, depending if you didn't have the luxury of having that ability to be at home or, or stay with this. Um, so I don't feel bad if I don't answer the phone when you call me at eight o'clock at night about something, if it's not an emergency, mm-hmm. I'll deal with it in the morning. I'm home. Or I don't feel bad that I'm. So if my hours are eight to three, yeah, I have. I'm never, I don't ever leave work at three. That never happens to me. But I make it a point to leave between around four and five o'clock, the latest. And if I can get out earlier, sometimes I can get out at 3 or 3.30 because I just say to myself, no, I'm done. I got to go. I got to leave. Um, But it's more so the principle of understanding that I don't need to feel bad for taking time. At the end of the day, if my work gets done and my work gets submitted and I meet my deadlines and I do what I got to do, 
it shouldn't matter how many extra hours I put in and I shouldn't be belittled or be told that I'm not doing it to the being compared to that older generation because it was just a different time back then. It was a totally different time back then where I feel like our generation, we are more cognizantly aware of the importance of that mental health piece, that social emotional learning piece that to me, which is common sense, but now there's science to it to back it up, to kind of throw it in people's faces, to listen to it, of just the simplicity of you know, you have, I don't have kids, you have kids. Mm -hmm. It's going to be really important for you to be there for your kids stuff. Mm -hmm. And your kids are going to know when you're not. And so you have to make that time and don't feel bad for it. Like I, for example, I get a certain allotment of vacation time. My co-principal at the time made it very clear to me, don't be one of those. Mm -hmm. Use your time. This work is hard. This work is stressful. Mm -hmm. You're going to be, you know, really stress this, this isn't easy work so if you have 15 days use up your 15 days for your own mental health and sanity and that first year i didn't do that she was like don't turn into one of those use your time use your time you're young you don't want to be burnt out use your time and don't feel bad about using it because the work will always be there and so through working at cves be, when i first started i used to show up to work at like six in the morning people don't show up till eight i used to be the two dark, 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 nobody in the parking lot. I used to go there to just get work done in the morning and then kids, you know, the behaviors and things that would happen because of the type of work I did. And then I'd be there till five, six o'clock at night because morning and late afternoons were the only time I had to get my work done mm -hmm. outside of being pulled as the principal to everybody else's stuff. And then over time, I just really learned that that wasn't healthy and sustainable for me. I was going to burn out. And so now I show up to work 745, 730, if I'm good, 7.15 on some days, and I'll leave around 4. That's like my go-to time. I'm out of there by 4. Um, but, you know, there are times where I have to, because of my job, I have to do some things at home. I get a call from my director, and if I know it's an emergency, I have to act on it, you know, um, like contact tracing for COVID. A kid got, we had a positive case, automatically, no matter what we were doing, we had to stop what we were doing. Those things, fine. But for the most part, I think it is very important to find that separation however that looks for you and to not feel bad or feel be made to feel guilty about doing that because it is you're working smarter not harder so you can be there for the moments that many of our parents and grandparents they had to work because it was just a different time when they were i think it was a different time you gotta also think too if i think nowadays to the connectivity the the mm -hmm. on-demand stuff it's it's not like i was saying before like last week Last week I, I was, last week was like a tough week. Not, it wasn't like physically tough or anything else. It was just mentally tough. I had a bunch of stuff. I was, and it wasn't anything like super dire. It was more of like mm -hmm. self-inflicted, meaning like stuff I want to get done. But yeah. trying to plan stuff out and being like, man, I got to do this. I got to do this. Like, what's the next step? What like so me? It's always my, I guess I would say like my self-development is always a puzzle. Like, mm -hmm. I'm always trying to get better. I'm always trying to figure out, okay, what, you know, where can I get better? Where can I get improvement? What What's the next step? Where do I want to shift my focus? Blah, blah, blah. So I've kind of hit this, I'd say 2020 into 2021 might have had something to do with pandemic. I don't really think it was pandemic driven. I think it was just like career wise and life wise and all yeah. kind of like was converging at one point. Last week was a tough week where I was like, man, I just feel 
I just feel like I have no direction. Like, where's the next? Where's the next step? What's the next thing to do? I feel like the last like eighteen months have been kind of like moving a lot, but not moving forward. Just like moving. Yeah. If that makes sense, like like busy moving. That is what I like to call. I did a podcast on this because I was in a similar headspace, mm-hmm. and it just popped into. I need to reinvest into my craft. Mm-hmm. And what and that looks different for everybody depending on what that is, and similar. I was in a similar headspace. I was like, I don't have the same spunk and fire under my butt right now, and and this, this, and that. So I need to reinvest into my craft so I can get that energy back, or I can get that that will give me the direction. Child, when I did that, the college gig opened up. Other opportunities opened up at work. I felt more confident in a different way, but by me just in my head saying reinvest into myself. And then I did some things to reinvest into myself. Yeah, and I think that's, there's a few things in my life that I'm like, I got to start doing that again, or I got to change this, or I got to refocus on that. And it's, it can be as subtle. Like for me, reinvesting into myself was just changing certain details in my environment. Like I switched different things in my office, I changed the color palette of my walls. I rearranged my room or I was, you know, I moved. I got a new apartment. And my point for getting that new apartment at the time was I needed a clean, fresh start. I think you talked about this last, was yeah. it this around the last time you came on? I am. Because you were bringing stuff up like that. Yeah. And I had moved. And I I tell you, I bought brand new furniture just because at the time that was me reinvesting into myself. Like I mm-hmm. want, And by that, it just gave me that just a little bit without spending too much money. I mean, the furniture, yeah, but <laughs> things like that. But it just allowed me to just have a little like I just even I have a little board like that in my office. I changed it. I was like, I, need, I want a new board. And yeah. then I changed to this Blink whole slate. thing. Just different. I'm going to do the same thing to my board next year. I like to have like a, a morale boosting thing in my office for when the kids come in. Like right now, it's the power of yet. I'm very big. Like, nope, you don't know that yet. You're going to learn that. Yet. You're the yeah. second person that yeah. said that. Um, there's another guy that's told me the same thing. And uh, do you know Jamie Canales at all? Yeah. You know him? Super nice guy. and The pastor? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. very like positive, upbeat. And... I was texting him yesterday about something, and I forgot what I said. And he said, "Oh, I, said, I was like, I was being anal about something." Yeah. I'm a very like, I, I get, I hate making mistakes on stuff. And I said, "I'm just very anal." He goes, "Not anal." He goes, "Excellent," meaning like, yeah. you focus on like being good or being like excellent what you're doing and not making mistakes or careless stuff. And he was one. This was probably a year, year and a half ago. We were talking and we were in a meeting, and he ended up something happened. And he goes, he goes, he goes, yeah. And I'm like, what? He goes, he literally had it written on a thing. He goes, yeah. Meaning we we're talking about the area. And he said it was something we were doing. And he goes, he goes, no, 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 not, it's not here. It's not, it won't be here. He goes, not yet. Like yeah. this will happen. He goes, yeah. just, it's not yet. Like it's just, that was the thing. It's like, it will happen. It just hasn't happened yet. And it was like such a paradigm shift. You're like, he's right. It's mm-hmm. not that it can't happen or won't happen. It just hasn't mm-hmm. happened yet. And it's crazy. I mean, you just said that. Yeah. Like, I love that, that concept because it's super easy and, and for kids in school and kids I work with in particular you know it's just so by adding that uh, just those little details allowed me to change my environment a little bit to just get me to try to reinvest into myself and have that spark and maybe that's something you need to look at I don't yeah know. well I got a couple things I want to get done on Friday when you talked about like so last week was kind of in a funk and I was just like yeah well everything was good but like th- my life basically is you know a couple couple things that are not good for me right now like I 
used to work out a lot. I haven't worked out a lot because this, this is a thing. Like, I get here early in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. I'm usually, I would say between six and seven, I'm usually in yeah. the office to get work done. Then the day starts. Then I leave the, and then I go straight home. And then it's dad life, which is great, but it's got three kids, 300, yeah. and it's tiring. So by the time I get to bed, I'm like, I just like hit the pillow and I'm exhausted. Yeah. And I find that. I am able to get stuff done, but I've punted some things that were important to me before. And then I've also, I haven't had time to like bust through that like ceiling to the next level because it's just, I find that there's enough going on that I just keep, I'm like, I'm like spinning. Stuff's getting done. Mm-hmm. Like it's getting done. It's getting yeah. done, but I'm not growing. I'm not growing. And I, I'm, again, I say not growing. I'm sure I'm growing as a person yeah. naturally, but. You know, there's you certain are. things where, yeah, you're always growing and you, it's kind of those, if I look back last six months, I'm like, wow, I did a lot of stuff. But yeah. in my mind every day, I'm like, I'm falling behind or not just mm-hmm. falling behind. I'm just like, I'm wasting time and not yeah. getting ahead. Well, and that's my job as a principal. If you spiral that down to like the teachers and stuff, mm-hmm. that's what will happen. The day to day, the behaviors, the academics, the, you know, if they have a challenging home life, like it just gets, and then I'm there to but wait the kids are learning do you know how many skills they mastered since the pandemic did you know how much you guys did this past month and i'll whip it out like look your classroom mastered boom, boom, shifts boom. that like, paradigm it, i'm yeah. like remember that so when you do feel like this you have to find the positive so i oh that's what i do often is just and everyone's like why are you so positive all the time i'm like because somebody has to be because yeah. this work isn't easy yeah and but you have to remember that you have to remember especially those moments where you're you're really down and out and the stress is high i keep saying stress is contagious because it is and this year has really taught me that but it's also more important to just be reminding of the little things every meeting i start off with i want celebration give me celebration i don't care if it's a classroom students staff your team give me celebration that's how we start off a meeting um because you and i say all the time like you, a win like what was what's good what's a win oh well this one mastered this one or this one you know did a good you know they had a good interaction or this one passed this or they passed their regions test and i'm like great you have to and it's my way of just like you i don't care how stressed you are or how down and out and negative you want to be there are positives you just have to find them and if you're choosing not to find them that's a different problem and different conversation we need to have yeah um and, and it's just that it's there you know so you i am confident you are growing you are able to it, do that but you're feeling like you're in a plateau yeah and big time it well in last week I like that about the win thing, but I, I think last week I had, well, I think, I know last week I had um, conversations with a few really good friends of mine that, like, I'm very open with, and I kind mm-hmm. you know, and I kind of, you know, talk about plans and feelings and everything else, and I think it's good to, I think sometimes, too, being a guy, you don't you do not do that as often, but I had a couple guy guy friends, a couple girlfriends, and, like, people that I bounce ideas off of. And I have access to these people, and we have a good relationship, and we have like we have uh, a history of you know, like we've earned the you know the, the, yeah. that conversation level to talk to each other, that you know bouncing off ideas off of them and, and just kind of getting in a headspace. I'm like, you know what? Because me, it's I'm a headspace guy. Like if I head's mm-hmm. there, like you're you're, uh, you're mentally, if you you're mentally like you said, everything we're talking about is mental. It's not yeah. you know. So like to me, it's like if I can get my head right. Um, and I was talking to a couple of them, like, you know what? I needed that week, I needed to put it out there to people and say, hey, listen, I'm struggling. Like, I need, yeah. like, what, what's a, I need a help. I need help. And I'm one, like, take, okay, 
Galen. I, I'm living as Galen, you know, I always have. But my one of the things I like to do is I almost pretend I have said this before, I zoom out, you know, thirty thousand foot view and then say, What are you doing right now? Not like well physically you're talking to Danny on the podcast, but yeah. like it's the idea yeah, of like yeah. what's your life look like? Like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What's you know, what is something you need to improve on? What's something you're doing well at? And I try to focus on these things, but it's always sometimes if that list gets too big, I'm I get stressed out because I'm like, oh God, it's like it's such a mountain yeah. to climb. Yeah. That for me it's like let's take a step back, let's have some conversations with some friends mm-hmm. or people that I trust their opinion or people that can give me advice. Or some people would just say, like, dude, stop stressing about that, man. But yeah, I find if I can get in a headspace and part of me was and this was a lot of different things kind of culminating last week. I'm like, you know what? I need to take a day off. And not a day off of um, you know, not a day off of family to go on vacation, not a day off of like work to go on vacation. Like I just, I need a day to myself where I can sit down and think. Cause when you said a half hour to me, that is not, I know myself, I don't get, I can't get in a headspace in a half hour. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like four hours. Cause yeah, it, it, my I guess job it dep- is so, I guess it depends on the, like I'm in an environment where I have to make decisions quick all the but time. But if you were to, I guess when I, I'm saying on that, like I make decisions all day long, but sometimes mm-hmm. And I can make decisions and I can go quick and I feel, I'm like, do this, do that, yeah. boom, boom, boom. And I do it so so long, but then there's times where I have to do a project or I say a project. I have to work on something and working on something is not going through the motions. I find like yeah, my job, yeah, real, yeah. like say real estate for me, like my job, I can kind of go through the motions because I've done it so long that, you know, fi- writing a contract, figuring out a problem, yeah. responding to an email, a lot of times I can go through pretty quick. But if I'm like, okay... I got to understand this concept or I got to put this in play or I got to research something and really try to dive in and understand it. And what's the, does this work? Will it not work? Is there a way I can change it? Like really dissecting stuff or like critical thinking for me, I can't do in a half hour because a lot of times it takes mm. me a half hour or an hour just to really kind of understand where I'm, where I'm at Yeah. In, with that stuff. It's almost like, have you ever done like a, a riddle or a, a puzzle, like a word yep. puzzle type thing or a mind, what they call mind puzzles? Yep. And like, hey, get half hour. And like, okay. But then all of a sudden, like half hour, 45 minutes into it, like your mind's now going layers deep and thinking more critical. Yeah. That's me. I, I need time because I, I just need to get into a space. I can't get, you know, distracted. I can't have people walk yeah. in and say, hey, Galen, I got to ask you a question. I'm like, don't talk to me. I want to just sit quietly. And even if it takes me two hours to get in that space or I get in that space and fall out of that space and I get back into that space, I just, for me, it's a headspace where I just need... I just need to think. I need to think. And I need to kind of keep peeling the layers back in my yeah. brain of like going deeper and deeper and deeper to the point where eventually you have so much clarity on a problem. I feel like I'm almost thinking, uh, what's it like a like lucid dreaming almost? Like yeah. you're almost in this lucid state where I'm like, I can figure this out. And um, it's it's like a weird, yeah, it's but a weird some, like think level. Sometimes, I'll be devil's advocate here. Sometimes, like when I was in Potsdam in school, mm-hmm. whenever I was, because school was not easy for me and I was having a lot of really really tough times mentally and just you know I would just drive out to a spot and just sit and by driving and I think that's why I like hiking now because it it taps into what I found there but it just wasn't I find these cute little trails and then I'd sit off on this little rock cliff Mm -hmm. and by a waterfall as I remember the spot Allen's Falls place I used to go to all the time but I would always drive there when I was really feeling down and out. And I would just go and just sit to just clear my head. And I would sit there for like two to three hours and just kind of sit on the corner of a rock mm-hmm. um, and then just sit and process. And what, like when the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. yeah. I really had a, that 
I'll never forget that day in March when we closed. I felt so incapable. Like I had really a bad day where I called my mom and was crying so I wanted to go home. So when I've, I've just learned when I get really, really down and out, I have this tendency I want to go home. I want to go, well, when I say go home, like Long Island, like I just want to go home. Um, but I drove out. I sat and drove. I forget. I think it was just the beach here, Plattsburgh City. I just I just needed to sit outside by some water. Mm-hmm. And I just sat down and just played some music and just thought, 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 just thought things through. Um, but there are also times where it doesn't need thinking. It just needs you to be in a space. So I, I used to dance. I used to choreograph. I used to be a performer. I used to do all those things. And sometimes you just need to be in a space and then let it flow and just let it happen. You know, I'll listen to a song over and over and over again, and I'll know when I'm not in the headspace to come up with choreography. Like I'll just know. But then randomly a song will come on and it's in my head and I'm like, Shh, what am I doing? I need to go. I'll go into a room and like it's just in my head. I'm just I'm not leaving this space until this this eight count or this whole routine is done because it's like all right there. Yeah, it just hits you. It just hits you and you just let it happen. And whereas when you're trying to really really dissect it, sometimes not all the time, um, it might make it worse than better. Well, there's there's times too where when I talk about like that thirty thousand foot yeah view, there's days where I'm like struggling and. Not struggling like it's just mentally I'm not there. I just I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm just not in the headspace. I'm like you know what? There's times like I got to do this. But I'm like I, I know right now my, where my head's at and my capacity. I cannot tackle that problem. If I do, I'm just wasting time. I'm wasting yeah. an hour just like yeah. I know I'm not going to get to that like that headspace where I can make it happen. So for me, I realize that some days it's like it's like uh, going to the gym. Some days you walk into the gym. And you know, like, I'm not going to hit my heavy weights today. I'm like, if I can work up to 80, 75, 80%, that's going to feel like 100% yeah. today. And you know yeah. what? You work up and say, hey, if my best today is 75% of my you know personal best, then hit 75%. And yep. just know, like, that is my 100% today. Yep. And I find I do that with, um, instead of that with working out, sometimes you just go in a move. You just don't need to hit a certain weight. You don't need to do a certain yeah. thing. you just like, I just got to get in, move the body, get the blood flowing. I'll feel better after, but I don't have to, you know, break any records, but I can still check the box I showed up and did yeah. the work. So for me, a lot of times it's it, like I'm working, I'm like, you know what? I don't have it today. I'm just not going into that gear. Like I'm stuck in first gear. I'm just, I'm, I'm just like cruising, but I'm not getting to that next yeah. level. And I, I'm okay with that. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? Not today. So that big project, I'm going to push to tomorrow and I'm just going to tackle these like mindless things, which for me is just basic like email, calling yeah. people, just easy stuff I can work through where I don't have to really think critically. And that just gets me through the day and I get it over mm-hmm. with or I swap stuff out in my schedule. So I'm aware of that a little bit. I think some days where I kind of get in that weird headspace is when I'm just like forcing against that, where I don't step back yeah. and I'm almost like, I'm almost just pressing, pressing, pressing. And then in the back of my head, I know it's like, this is just not the day to do it. But I just get frustrated. I'm like, I'm going to press, press, press. And then it's like, No, you're right. You should have just took a day off or took a step back. You parallel what uh, uh, a musician or a dancer, like when you're a creator, when you're creative, Mm -hmm. when you are someone who who 
take some an idea like and puts block. it together exactly yeah. like it's that same vibe and if when you force it even if i forced a routine to get put together because i've got a contract i gotta get this done in time in order for me to get paid i gotta do this that's fine i can get the routine together but there is a distinct difference from something i just organically did and something i was forced to do because of what i had to what the situation was and it's that same thing for you with what you you know what I've known of you so far and what you've done with your company, with what your aspirations are for the region, like you're a creator, you know, you're, you're, you, you parallel that. And I just think if you force it, it's probably not going to be as productive for mm-hmm. you. Um, you know, in education, they teach you to benchmark goals. They teach you, you know, when you work with students, if the goal is for them to learn all of the alphabets, I'll keep it really simple. And benchmark one is A, B, C, D. Benchmark two, E, F, G, H. Benchmark three, I, J, K, L. And then the fourth benchmark. So that way, after the four quarters, you've ideally hit all the letters of the alphabet. So I've always applied that concept in a lot of things when I happen to be in that headspace. So when I was going to school to be a principal, I said to myself, at 30 years old, at 30 years old, at 30 years old, I need to be a principal. That was my goal. Get the coursework because I knew how I am with school. In case mm-hmm. I drop the ball or it doesn't, I have that buffer time. And I was 25 going into 26 when I started. And I just said, it's all right. I'm working full time. I'm going to take classes here and there. And that's what I just said to myself, 30, 30, 30. And then before that, as a teacher, as a college student trying to get my teaching degree, I just said, okay, 25. I have messed up so bad in school. You don't even want to look at my transcript. That's why being a professor blows my mind. Like, talk about full circle. Um, yeah, I know. But you said it, that originally. I'm like, how does that feel? Like going- <laughs> it's crazy. Because I, and you can ask my closest, closest friends in Possum. They knew I struggled in school. It took me a long time to figure it out. But I finally did. And when I did, I was like, okay, this is where I'm at. I got to retake all this. And I still got to do this. How long will that take me if I get everything right? And then I mapped that out. I was like, okay, I'm going to add this extra time because I know myself. I Even though I'm in a different headspace, I just know sometimes I get in my own way and I'll just give myself a buffer time. So by 25, I need to be a teacher. I need to be either teaching teaching in my master's program or teaching and already have my master's by 25 either one of those three that's what i need and that was my bench like and then i embed these benchmarks in between and so i've always just kept that same mindset because that's what that's what they teach us they teach us that with the kids Mm. especially specifically in special ed um you know you have to have these benchmarks attached to their goals so i've always applied that same thing so now you know, I have other goals like, OK, at 35, I want to have my own house. I want to be making over a certain amount and I want to be, you know, speaking in a much greater capacity than I am now. Um, and so I just repeat, repeat that to myself as my goal. But then I'm doing all these benchmarks, you know, OK, get the podcast going and see what happens with the podcast. And then I want to write a book sometime. OK, the podcast topics are eventually going to be my chapters in a book. Mm-hmm. So I just have to just keep chipping away. But I, because I know myself, I add that natural buffer time. But I'm always setting that goal. And what has happened every time, and I hope it stays, knock on wood, is I hit that goal way in advance. Mm-hmm. Principle 27. 
got a teaching job, 23. And my goal for a teacher was 25. Principal was 30. Got it at 27. So now I'm like, okay. Well, now I can say a professor. That wasn't on my radar, but I can check that box now. Um, but by ch- chunking that, depending on what it is, that may or may not be helpful to you too. Wait, so I kind of put it back in, I guess, my, my life. Like real estate, I had... I remember getting real estate. I was 21. And I remember looking... It was kind of funny. Like I could look at the like rankings. Like you can look at rankings in real estate. Like we can print them mm-hmm. off and see who's doing what production yeah. wise. And I remember looking at it. it was, to me, it's a scoreboard. I played sports. I'm like, that's a scoreboard. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm 21. I'm like, if I'm going to do something, I want to be the best at it. Because why else? I mean, it gets me something to work towards. I like to always get better. So if I, like, what's my metric? So I remember looking at it. And the number one, I remember still looking. I'm like, I want to be the number one agent. Number one agent in the area. And I said, that's, that's going to be my goal. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give myself 10 years to get there. I want to be mm-hmm. number one by the time I'm 30. And no, I'm 21. And my first year, I sold three homes in real estate. And to be honest, I don't even remember how I got those deals. I don't, I don't know. It's just yeah. like, I know what I was doing. <laughs> so I look at that, and I remember looking at the top people. And I'm like, how are they selling 50 homes a year? How is that even possible? Like, yeah. in my head, I'm like, that just, that, like, that seems fake. That seems like a made-up number. They're not doing this. And I remember looking at the names. And having grown up in, in, like, my dad had been doing real estate since the 80s. I'm like, my whole life, my dad's been in real estate. And I remember these names. Like, he would just talk about them. I remember, like, he'd come home and I'd be like, oh, and he'd, like, mention something to my mom. And I'd be, oh, and I'd know the real estate names. And yeah. I'd start to know terms. Not great. I, it wasn't, like, smart in real estate, but I, like, knew the people that were involved. And I remember getting in and looking at some of these names as a 21-year-old, like, intimidated. Like, man, yeah. I want to be number one. And then I'm like, yeah, but that's that, you know person my dad talked about and they're you know they're much better and older and better and more established and whatever the case may be experienced than i am and that was something that and i'm kind of get to why it parallels now is because i had no clue how i was gonna be number one i was Mm -hmm. like i want to be number one and if you had to like work your way back the only thing that i did to plan out the two things i did to plan out that whole thing was i wanted to be number one and i'm giving myself 10 years and that was it. And the reason I said 10 years, because I knew it would take me longer than three, longer than yeah. five. I just didn't, I knew I didn't yeah. have it for some weird reason. I knew I didn't have it in me at 21 to do it by the time I was 25. Yeah. And I remember looking at that and I had no clue. And then by 22, I had no clue. And then 23, I had no clue. And I remember like looking at it. I remember probably being like 24 and kind of looking at myself and being like, you know what? Remember that goal you set for three, number one, like you're not doing what you need to do to hit that goal yeah i could i could like almost like i could sit myself down and like have a conversation with myself which i it's like weird i do that yeah. i talk to myself way too often <laughs> i remember like sitting there i'm like you know you're and this wasn't like i don't give myself fault so i'm like critical of myself but i'm also positive of myself so if there's something that i'm like you know good like you're doing well like that was the good that was a good deal or that was a yeah. good situation or hey you took the high road there and like i i, I literally self-coach myself which is weird but i I remember sitting there, I'm like, you're not doing what needs to be done to reach that goal. And then I kind of made some adjustments and I did some things. I started, I dove into social media I dove into, before anybody was really doing it. I uh-huh. dove into video before people were really doing it. Uh-huh. I started networking more when I knew that's something I had to do, that I wasn't comfortable doing the start. And I started putting these things in play. So fast forward, 30, that was uh, 2020, last year was number one. So I was like, good, I hit that 10-year goal. And That's I, awesome. It was good. Right on time. I wasn't early, but it was right on time. And so then I started saying, okay. And 
What was funny was before I hit that, probably about, it was 30, so probably like 28 going into 29, I started to shift my focus to like the next level. I pretty much punted that goal. I was like, you know what, if I get it at, I kind of got like bored, and I say bored, I don't want to say bored, that wasn't, but I got, I was okay with where I was knowing that I now need to take another step forward and grow. Mm-hmm. And my thing was like, you know, if I don't get number one as an individual agent, I'm okay with that. At the end of the day, I'm still on the trajectory that yeah. I I saw it for myself. So if I don't get it and someone happens to have a really good year and I did well, but I did better than I did before, I'll be fine. Like if I don't get it, but I'm number two or three, whatever. So I don't really, it's not really that big of a deal to me. So, and I was fully, I mean, it's cool to say I did it, but I was fully prepared, not like to look down and be like, I'm number two. And I've been, I would have been fine with it. And I, yeah. it was something that I got into my head a couple of years prior. And I find now looking at everything, like I had my best year in real estate, you know, Two kids, third on the way, like mm-hmm. more triple, uh, say triple. Well, yeah, triple the size of the people we had in the business, you know, over double the amount of production. So like our company was growing, people were growing, my family was growing, my responsibilities were growing. And I think right now I've come to the kind of the point where I think I'm just maxing out my bandwidth. Like, and, and yeah, I think it's a point that where makes sense. that's where I'm like. I try, and I had this conversation with a good friend of mine on Friday, and or a couple of my good friends on Friday. I was like, I'm, I just did all this stuff, and I, I think in my head, I'm still like, I can still perform at that level, but I'm like, you know what, I can't, and I am aware of that. I'm like, you know, what? I can't do it. I can't do it alone. I can't do it the same way. I can't put the same amount of hours. Yeah. Think, like you said, uh, the lens changes. My, you know. My kids are like, this is actually late for me to be out now, which is crazy. Yeah. But like for me, it's like I. I'm not doing as much on the evenings anymore. I'm not doing it really as much on the weekends. And part of it is I planned on busting, like again, when I kind of knew I was going to have a family and knew I was going to have kids. This is probably about five years ago, six years ago. I was like, you know what? I'm going to bust my ass. So when I do have kids, I have enough leverage where I don't have to be on weekends. I don't yeah. have to be on evenings. I want to yeah. see my kids. And there's still some more leverage you need to gain. But I worked, and again, I was working hard. I was 24, 25. I didn't have kids. I was 28. I mean, I knew in my head, like, this is where my life's going to go. And I want to make sure when that time comes, I'm prepared. Yeah. And now I'm looking at it and I'm there, but I'm like, you know what? I can't grow where I'm at now. I got to then take the next step. So last week was like a lot of soul searching of like, where, what's the next thing I got to do? What do I have to change? What do I have to recalibrate and reallocate and everything else? And, or take a take a gamble you know or take that mm-hmm. next kind of uncomfortable step and i'm looking at it and i was really figuring i have some ideas but I'm like i need that day i need a day or two i see you know what i mean so that was me where i'm okay. like i gotta i know where i'm going it's not bad yeah. but i gotta i gotta basically i'm going yeah. this way i've hit a wall i gotta take a, a pivot one way or the other mm-hmm. and keep going and i'm at so, that pivot point i understand your first question now <laughs> i probably should have yeah maybe um no, that makes total sense. So this will sound really cheesy, um, but I have this little Oprah snippet and I save it. I've saved it. I should send it to you. Um, yes, please do. And it's just her talking about the importance of there are no mistakes. Like your mm. life is the ultimate end goal. So no matter what path you take, there are no mistakes. So what I think is happening to you, I'm totally going to send you this video because I'm going to repeat a lot of what she says. Um, your life is throwing you a sign that you have to change the way you're doing something. And I kind of feel like that's probably what's happening to you right now. But I'm going to send you this video because it's I, I watch it from time to time when I just need to hear it again. 
and it's just her and her curly hair sitting on a couch just talking and but it's just it's that concept that ultimately your life is one path and eventually life has a funny way of giving you signs but it's your responsibility to be aware of them and acknowledge them and then once you are able to acknowledge that sign of like oh i'm overwhelmed oh i can't do this oh i don't have this oh that's the cue that's the cue that you need to take a step back and readjust your lane to get and so there's no mistake because ultimately all of these lanes that you take is your life Mm -hmm. it's your your ultimate end goal is just to live your life and there's no rule book for that but life has a way of giving you some signs and gives you a cue. And when you're feeling like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. Oh, I can't get through school. Listen to something. And something. then if you change the way you... That's why I love the concept of flipping your lens. Because it can do so much. It's really powerful if, it's, if you really analyze it the right way. And so that's what she talks about. But the way she says it and the way she explains it, it just really resonates with you. Um, so anytime I'm in a moment where I'm like, oh, like I have to go back to school and I'm in a spot right now where I'm like, OK, I just picked up the college gig. I really like doing the college gig, but I'm already stretched working all day. My job pulls me a lot, even outside of work at times. And I'm teaching at the college and then I got to go back to school. Oh, and I'm in a relationship. Oh, and I just have to be Danny. And like, how am I going to do all that? So I have to just kind of figure that out. But when life gets overwhelming, life will give you those signs. And when you feel that, that's your responsibility to understand. That's your cue that you need to make a change in how you're doing something. But ultimately, it's leading to the same thing. Yeah, I think I think what you just said, when you said earlier, you said something about being aware. I think right now... Or, or accepting, like, I'm aware of where I'm at a little bit more than I was probably a week or two ago. And then I'm also more accepting where I'm at, where I'm like, you know what? Okay, I, I've kind of got in my head and I've made up in my head, mm-hmm. like, you need to shift. You need to, like, shift the lens. But I think the lens has been shifted, but I have to shift a little bit of the direction. And I have to shift in knowing that I need a little bit more support and help. And I think, yes. you know, being okay with saying, you know what, I've done as much as I can. I've dumped out. And again, one of my friends last week, he was kind of like, like, so how, how, many, how many homes did you sell like four years ago? And I gave him the number. And he goes, how many agents did you have then? And how many people were on staff and everything? Gave him the number. And what, the, what was the company doing? Give him the number. How many kids did you have? Zero. Mm-hmm. Give him the yeah. number. <laughs> so then it's like, he goes, okay. And then four years later, and he put it in perspective, okay, four years later, you doubled that sales you doubled the agents you doubled the office you got three kids like you did all this in four years he goes there's no reason why you should be performing at that same level that you are now how much more have you dumped on yourself in four years and this was something that kind of hit me mm-hmm. on friday i was like you know what i've not in a bad way i've taken on yeah. a bunch of stuff but now i'm like you know what i have to you know figure out a couple things Kind of take a step, one step back and kind of just like pause, take, kind yeah. of look, kind of like move the checker pieces or, or, you know, kind of move the, the board around a little bit and then step back in, but then also step back in with a little more resources and a little more direction. And not that it's bad at all. Like you said, it's, it's, like I don't, I don't dwell on it and be like, oh man, you're a no. failure at life. Like I don't think no. that I always know that everything's a challenge. What you need, and I say this to people too, you need a new deck of cards. You need a new hand. It doesn't change it, how you play. Yeah. But it's a new hand to work with on how to play. Um, 
It's like I've been through the draw deck. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've drawn yeah. through all my cards. You just need, need to reshuffle another, and put it down. Yeah. Just that. I sent you the video, by the way. So nice. Have yeah. That. I'll read it. I'll watch yeah. after. Um, yeah. You'll figure it out, though. But yeah. it's it's that self care and and it's social emotional learning is really big in schools right now, and I've done a lot of research. I've spent a lot of my own time like really investing into understanding the science. I say quote unquote science because it's really common sense, but you now have science to back it up. So when I want to throw it in someone's face that you need to listen to this, Mm -hmm. you need to pay attention, which goes to that combo we had a little bit before about the older generation because it was just a different time. They didn't have a reason to, they didn't have a a headspace to understand the mental health aspects and why it's so important and why like feelings and to share them and don't hold things in and don't this don't whatever like it's just a different world now because we're aware we acknowledge it and now we're aware but now what are you going to do about it so you know you're expressing that you want to have the same intensity of what you had before, but you're right. You've added all of these other layers to your life that weren't there before. Um, so your tank is getting empty way faster, but you're not refilling it at the same capacity that you need to, to maintain that. Mm-hmm. And so what does that look like? So yeah, a day off here and there might be able to do that for you, but it's all that self care and it looks different for every everybody based on their situation but it's important to craft that out and carve out that time but then dedicate on that time um it, it, as little as 10 15 minutes it, it doesn't matter it depends on the person and, and what the needs are yeah i think I, like i said headspace is a big thing for me just mm-hmm. but i think i there's another guy i'm kind of following a lot lately and one of the things that's crazy is that like his schedule so the three things i stand out so this guy runs multiple companies um, fit regionally local guy. So I mean, it's not like this is like some like yeah. person you ever heard of, or I mean, so, someone that you've like can't obtain to. It's not. I'm not talking about like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, yeah. but you know, local a regional local guy owns multiple companies. He wakes up, you know, probably four o'clock every morning, and he works out, journals, meditates every morning, gets into work about eight, so has four hours not working, just like on himself. Yeah. Has an hour and a half every single day where he has lunch, meditation, and quiet time. Meditates for an hour a day, half hour in the morning, half hour in the, uh, like noon to 1.30. Blocks it off. Like that's his time. That's good. Because he kind of works in blocks. Gets there, yeah. jams out three hours, like boom, 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 8 to say, or 8.30 to 11.30, 12 o'clock. Jams yeah. that out. And then has an hour and a half and then jams out another like three hours then goes home. He's home by like 4 or 5 o'clock. Nothing in the evening, so it's family time, goes to bed probably like eight, nine o'clock. Friday night, eight, probably nine o'clock, does yeah. it over again. Thursdays on, twelve o'clock on, takes the day off. I say day off, but take no nothing scheduled all Friday. Nothing scheduled every week. So it's not nothing scheduled, it's like quiet time, because again, I think running running a business or doing or growing you need like you said you're creative you're thinking of ideas you're trying to implement your visioning you're you're visionary Mm -hmm. you're doing all this stuff i find that you know thursday on all day friday on which i'm trying to add the friday on right now is that nothing i can just sit i can just i can think Mm -hmm. if i want to have a coffee and put on some music and just kind of get in a creative headspace and where do i go from here he does that every week and i'm like man now obviously he's built some leverage up but I'm slowly getting to the point where I'm like, you know what? I have, do I start implementing one day, I, I off a week, but one day where I'm not like 
in it all day long. Like it's free, no appointments, nothing scheduled. I don't have to yeah. make any outbound calls. My email, I don't. Th- I'm not going to sit there and worry about what's stopping you from doing. Well, this that. is the thing. I got. I'm trying to figure this out, and this yeah. is. But this, the thing is, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I need that. Before yeah. I was like, that'd be cool to have, and now I'm to the point. Where I'm like, no, no, no. You, you, you have to prioritize that. that because I can see other parts of my life where I'm like, why? If that's not happening, I, I know why it's not happening because I'm just constantly going and I'm just jamming. It's like eating food. I'm just like yeah. I'm eating food. So I'm not I taking see. a sip you of water and relaxing. You, I get it now. You are not having the time to one refill your battery, recharge, and think in order for you to get past this plateau and grow. So that makes total sense to me. So my my advice to you is make it happen. You're my you're just my psych right now. <laughs> yeah. You're my da- Danny the psych doctor yeah. Valentine. I call I, I tell people all the time. I doctor fill people a lot. I do it for free. And if I ever doctor fill you too much, just tell me and I'll stop. No, this is great. Um, but I'm making you work overtime today. That's no, good. but why can't you do that? I, I can't. What, what I th- is I think... what is legit? So the question don't you don't have to answer this on the on the mic, but ask. Try to answer this tonight when you go to bed. What is really stopping you? Like, really stopping you? Like, I mean, like, is someone in your family bedridden and you have to take care of them you don't have time? Or what is really stopping you from not having that type of schedule as the boss of this whole thing you got here who wants to take it up further and it makes total sense that you probably need a day or a half day Start there, half day, to give yourself that TLC time in order for you to have the so headspace what, what, to make what your What was that? What's grow. stopping me? Is that what the What is stopping you? And not some like silly thing. Like what is legitimately stopping you? I'm going to think about that. Because if you can't answer that, you can make it happen. Look at this. Yeah. Trust me, sometimes I need to take my own advice. That's but if... Yeah, it, but it's just hearing it, it from makes a different total person. sense. Like said, different, just a different yeah. perspective. I know the goals that you have, not only just for you and your company, but for this area. And those are big undertaking goals. Those are huge. So, like, I wish I had that luxury because my job, I work for the state, I work under, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have that. So I have, to, and I complain about it all the time. Like, if we just had a little bit more time to actually think things through, or not think things through. Let me rephrase that. To actually put some time into critical thinking i can really do creativity the, the leadership stuff that is expected of my job to motivate and move and guide teachers and the building and this but we just don't have the time because the setup in the world it just doesn't let us yeah right you are in a different and i may be naive because i don't i don't know real estate no, that I mean, well it, it, it's ultimately up to me like nobody's deciding if yeah I have to like work. you don't have like i it's different for me like i have to do my routine and i can't change it you have a little bit of flexibility with how you want to do that and then you can try it and then if it doesn't work it doesn't work you just go back to it you're not going to lose that so like right now i try on mondays this is something i've been doing for i'd say about a year before pre-pandemic they try to take mondays off obviously today's a bad example mm-hmm. but i try to take mondays off and when i say off just no out appointments yeah. meaning i'm working i'm in the office but i'm going yeah. through calling people i'm reaching out to people like i'm talking to people all day long but i physically don't have anything on the schedule where i have to go out and do something mm-hmm. or meet something i'm usually early in the morning mondays i like to be leaving here about five yeah and it my thing is i just i spend all day working on stuff i need to get to but and talking to people not like shut off like i don't yeah. want to talk to people like that's my day where i don't need to critically think mm-hmm. i just want to 
get ahead of the week and I want to be proactive. But yeah. I need one day. So like, I guess a perfect world. I'm thinking out loud here. So thank you for okay. being my psych, psych guy right now. <laughs> but Monday is day off, no appointments. No, a day off from appointments, but I'm in it. I'm, I'm working. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is a brush fire. I'm just like in appointments. Yeah. I'm meeting people I'm all day long. I need Friday before the weekend nothing that's critical thinking that's just whatever i start you know i just it's just i'm in a headspace i get stuff done before the weekend yeah. you know maybe have a maybe have an hour at the end of the day where i just you know if anything came in i get to it but for the most part i i think i could really earmark six seven eight hours of just like me time whereas i say me time but it's not like me like going to a spa it's me sitting mm-hmm. here like being able to think about the company and the business and what i want to do and you know whether it be self-improvement or whether it be yeah. off like i was at the gym i go to eclipse and i you know larry oh robert yes yeah yeah so i went to see him because i was just trying to like you know i'm trying to gain i'm just trying to change you know but i'm kind of like not so I kind of knew Nutrition. what I need to do, but I just needed to sit with someone and help me, like, whatever. And he said something to me because it was about my food intake. And he just flat out, I just said, you know, I don't have time to eat sometimes because I, I, sometimes I don't um, or I didn't. And he goes, you're the principal. You mean to tell me you can't tell people to leave you alone for 15 minutes so you can sit down and eat? I'm not buying that. Yeah. And I was like, huh. You know, you're not wrong. <laughs> I, I, I am. Like, yeah. I'm the principal. If I can't do it, I can't do it. I can say that I can't do it. I. It's all right if I have to move some. It, that little thing he told me completely changed a lot of how I operate with certain things at work by force allowing myself my you, own time. You right? know what's crazy? So apply that to your situation i i i'm, I'm agreeing with you 100 and i'm t- and we're both <laughs> saying the same thing but on the flip side i would never tell if i walked in and someone was eating and i'm like oh sorry you're eating just let me know when you're done and then we'll get to whatever i need i, I would totally give people the space but my own self i'm like no you yeah. can't eat because you got it and that yeah i didn't eat till like three o'clock uh two uh, i did it today someone someone who i really get along with well just came in they the, hey i'll set up an appointment with you i was like actually no this is important but do you mind if i eat my like, no 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 it's fine uh but we were able to have a really good productive conversation during but lunch i forced myself to eat and so just him yelling that at me that day it's like oh shit you're right just i can so i have the you know if i have something like oh i didn't get that certain things i can't do that with obviously but little things that are within my control that if i can push it back because i'm not ready um i have every right to do so isn't it funny how just hearing stuff like you said lens like you i know your podcast is like the uh, principles lens right like it's just sometimes hearing it when you're in the headspace, when you mm-hmm. want, when you need to hear it, it just clicks. Yeah. There's times like I'll say something or you'll say something or I've heard it or you've heard it. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then all of a sudden, just like same thing, maybe said slightly different. Yep. You're like same concept. Like, oh, that and makes sense. Now I'm going to apply. And it's just, it's weird how that happens sometimes that you just need to hear it over and mm-hmm. over again. But you have to be in that headspace where it's just like, boom, now I got it. I guarantee you when you create that space for you to have what you're looking for, what that's going to do for you is this self-care thing that I'm very big on because this wasn't big with 
our parents. This wasn't big mm-hmm. with our grandparents. But in order for you to do what you need to do, you need to refuel. And for you, I think if you create that time, you'll be able to not only refuel, but I guarantee you'll find a really cool, interesting way on how to navigate it to do what you want that might look a little bit different than what you initially thought it was. But you'll still get the same result. And, yeah. and it'll just... You know what I think it is? If I... That, that example I used about that, that guy I was talking about. Like if I put the parameters on my life and say, you know what, this is for this, this is for this, this is for this, and those are appointments. Mm-hmm. Just as I keep this appointment or something mm-hmm. else, like those are appointments in my calendar. Then what happens? It sucks the rest, I say sucks. It like limits my time for the rest of my stuff I need to do. So two things are going to happen. So one, it's almost like when you, you know when you, um, like if you're investing. I set my investment and it's automatic investments. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to think about it. I just yeah. know it's going and it's going in there. So even though I'm not actively doing it, it's still building without sight unseen kind of thing. Yeah. Same thing if I, again, I'm talking out loud. So this is like me <laughs> working okay. through a problem. So if I take that Monday, take that Friday, take the morning, got like, you know, more yeah, like workout. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm boxing in my time and then I'm like, you know what? I have basically thursday wednesday or sorry thursday tuesday wednesday thursday from say eight o'clock to five six o'clock is like my on time for all the other stuff that i can schedule but i jam it in there i jam podcasts i jam listings i jam showings i jam everything in that that bracket two things are going to happen i'm going to work super efficiently because i'm only giving myself that amount of time Uh again i'm totally talking about yeah yeah yeah. i'm going to give myself only that amount of time or two I'm going to realize I don't have time for that, but my other things are more important. Meaning, for like you said, the self-care or the, yeah. the, the thinking and the, you know, the, the time to reflect. I need that time. So either I get super efficient and get it all done in a certain amount of time, knowing that I won't be able to get all of it done. So therefore, I need to delegate that. And I need to leverage that. Yes, because I'm learning that. Yes. And that's my thing is what I'm talking about. It's not that I – because I think a lot of it has to – I know you're like this. I think that I feel that I, I – I like working, but I feel like I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And I've gotten to the point. I'm like, I can't. I've got. I'm just. I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm bandwidth is too full. My current supervisor is teaching me. And this is the third supervisor I've had, um, but he currently is helping me a lot. He's teaching me that I I need to delegate more. Had I, I I reflected on one situation by me just passing the baton to give it to someone else to take control of this particular thing um it's getting done way more efficiently now and not because i wanted it to but because me having my hands in the pot it just slowed it up because i'm 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 too busy i'm too busy i'm too many people need me i'm stretched too thin but by now passing the baton over to this person to be in charge of it has allowed the efficiency to happen the way that i always wanted it to but now i'm not as heavily involved and i ended up realizing i held it back mm-hmm. right so i'm learning the importance of delegate I've, I've always knew that but, and i was always getting better at that at this job but it's really been at the forefront for me lately and by delegating you know there's a risk with delegating you know you're putting your trust into someone else but you're the boss you mm-hmm. can discipline if they don't do what you want you know and you can navigate that accordingly as as the supervisor as the as the head honcho do you do you find are you okay? Could you delegate? Like, I guess, why don't you delegate? But when you say I need to delegate, 
like what, what's the thing that's holding you back from just fully saying here you go it's twofold on one hand it's just learning that i can delegate i'm just so used to as a teacher just me 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 mm-hmm. i have to take care of all this but now as a leader i've had to learn that i can't operate that way i can't sustain myself that way i can't be my best that way so i have to delegate but in order for me to delegate i have to delegate i have to empower my staff to feel empowered to do the work that I want them to do. And then once I see that they do the work that they're needed to do, and not only what's expected of them, but they do it well, and they feel empowered, they're more likely to carry the job through successfully that way. So it's important for me to learn and identify how to do that. And what has held me up with delegating is just not knowing. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know. You know, I'm I'm still to this day I'm dealing with things that I'm like, oh, I I'm glad I'm doing this now. I did you know, it's been five years and I'm always you know, every year I'm just learning something new. That's what I like about where I'm at right now is I'm always learning because when I'm not learning, I'm not growing. And I didn't know how to delegate, to be honest. That's really the first one. And the second layer to that is depending on what it is and the complexity and it's all personalities who you're working with, you know. So I may I may have a, a a situation where I I should delegate, but I don't have the people right now to delegate it to. So I then need to take a step back and build that capacity for me to then delegate. So those are my two like versions. One is just learning how to delegate because you think it's easy, but it's not sometimes, mm-hmm. um, especially at the magnitude that I'm at now. And then the other piece is: Do you have the right people and staff underneath you to delegate? Especially if it's outside of their roles, their job descriptions, their job title, um, like committee work or or group things or or coordinating or things like that. So by me delegating off through the pressures from my supervisor, he really helped me click the dots like, wait, why didn't you do this before, though? And I'm like, I don't know. No one told me. Mm-hmm. No one taught me. Oh, well, I, w- I want you to do it this way. I wish I knew this three years ago. <laughs> it yeah. completely just changed a little bit and, and things are moving. It doesn't mean that I'm not involved. I'm just involved in a different way. I, th- I think the the one thing that excites all this problem that I'm trying to like kind of work through, but I think the one thing that excites me about it is I'm now aware of it a little more, mm-hmm. which I think that's the first thing. It's almost like, or they say yeah. like uh, you know in like rehab the first thing is admitting you have a problem yeah. like I think like that's almost me saying you got a problem you got to fix this yeah. like you know this issue and I think me just being aware that this is now I can kind of pinpoint like these are now my problems because before I was just like why is this all like mm-hmm. not happening now I'm more aware of this is a problem this is this is really like going layers deep to the actual cause of the problem yeah. not all the, not all the fluff on top but this is really the heart of the issue fixing it Knowing like right now, I'm now making aware of what the problems are, knowing that I will eventually fix it. Now, whether or not that's, you know, Friday or whether that's yeah. next month or whether it's not or whether that's the fall. Um, I think if I put enough pressure, I say pressure myself, but if I put enough like awareness on myself that like this is the problem, like now your goal is to figure out that problem. That's your that's your word problem. Mm-hmm. That's the problem we talked yeah. about. Like that's the thing you got to work through, not the Sudoku. You got to work through yeah. this problem. And then I think once I crack that code, it's going to be like, 
it's like playing a video game and I'm smashing through the, the next yeah. door. Now I'm yeah. on to the next level. And I'm like, God, it's been taking me two months to get through that level. But now I did. Yeah. Because all I did was shift my, oh, I didn't know that door was there. I kept missing And you're going to encounter this feeling again later on. Once oh, yeah. you get past this, I'm sure something will happen where you're going to plateau again. And it's just whatever you did last time, try to do it again. Um, Cause sometimes it's not that hard. We make it harder than it needs to be. Mind you, I need to listen to my own advice. I, I feel like we're like this is like what is it like Michael Jackson song "Man in the Mirror" and you're just like sitting there like bouncing back and forth. Like you're saying, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm saying to you, like, so yeah, true. yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it's like I said. I I like it. It's problem solving. I mean, it's, yeah. it's stressful, but it's, it's it, the good thing is. It's stress that I'm putting on myself, meaning at the end of the day, I have full control over it. Mm-hmm. And it might need, I might need some collaboration with people, but at the end of the day, like I, I know I can work through it. But I think what you just said, it's giving yourself the permission to say, hey, you know what? That's the problem. You Like what you said, what is stopping you? Like, you yeah. know what? What is yeah. stopping me? I can make it. So now I'm like in my head, I'm like getting fired up. I'm like, you know what? I think what I'm going to do tomorrow mm-hmm. is I'm going to clean my schedule out, like blank, nothing. Because I have like recurring like, yeah. time. And just... Shift it up. Like you said, maybe this is my buying new furniture moment where I just changed my calendar. Mm-hmm. So I look at it. I'm like, you know what? It just looks different. It's just something and new. And sometimes that's all it is. I tell people all the time, you'd be surprised what an accent wall does to the environment, what, to your mood. Yeah. I mean, come from real estate. I, <laughs> it I, yeah, does I get that. The, the, the slightest change or just, you know, people do it to their bedrooms. You know, every once in a while you need to change up your, your the org. Like it just One of my good friends, uh, Anna, who actually was with um, uh, t- earlier today, She's done that. She's like, she just like did a couple of her rooms in her house with like accent walls. And you just look at it and like, it was so funny. She like posted one. I'm like, that looks like really mm-hmm. good. Like the home decor person. I'm like that looks really good. And then she like changed stuff up. I'm like, that yeah. looks really good. But I get it. Like something as simple as like cleaning up my desk. So, yeah. It's just, like, it's just like, you know what? I just, I did that. I cleaned it, it off. It goes like, back to that concept. And I, like I mentioned before, I did this podcast episode because that's how I was feeling was reinvesting into yourself. And what does that look like? And you can't feel bad about it. And through the process, you're going to go through trial and error and it might not work. And you just try different things. But ultimately, you're going through that process with the end goal of reinvesting into yourself. So you get that spunk back or to break through whatever barriers in your way. And I think you're you're never... If you're constantly looking to improve, like you're putting the focus on improving, you're mm-hmm. not really going to take a step back. No. It might feel like it, but I, I, again, yeah. and this is stuff that in the moment, I'm like, God, you got to figure this out. But then I look back and again, yeah. let's we'll say it's May 2021. Yeah, May yeah. 2021. Like, where was I May of 2020? You know what I mean? Like, exactly, I got to look at yeah. that. Like, take a year back. I'm yeah. like, you know what? No, good things have happened. And it's all good. I always f- try to focus on yeah. good. It's just in the moment. I'm still focused on good. I had a great day today. Hung out with a good friend. Had mm-hmm. time met someone new they never met. Talking to you. Like a lot of good stuff happened today. But then I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like I focus on that. When I go to bed, I'm usually okay. But then it's like I just I, there's sometimes yeah. where I just put so much pressure on myself yeah. to. So it's all good. But um, hey, Danny, always a pleasure. It's always you. a pleasure, my friend. This was I, I can't so believe it's been what together. 18 yeah. months or something. Whatever. I know it's crazy. I was like. I was like it was like 18, like a couple yeah. weeks ago, right? Like, no, man, it was 18 months ago, pre pandemic. So, um, but no, I, I appreciate you coming on. Um, Thanks like for I said, I, I think me. everything you're always, you're doing, always doing, I follow you on social, you know, I just think it's, uh, you know, people like you are good, just good ambassadors of like what your mask said, good vibes. And I think that's yeah. what it is. Like positive Thank you. Got about mindset, just kind of keep plugging and, um, I appreciate that. 
Yeah, everything you're doing is great, and uh, I'm sure the kids look up to you. And now the new set of kids, we got, I mean, the, the yeah, college kids are... I'm excited. I, I have a good feeling about some new doors coming my way. And when they come, I can't wait to kick them open. Yeah, and, and I... <laughs> and uh, Yeah, you're just... I, I can feel it. Anytime you talk, I can feel like that energy and that excitement. So, um, But Danny, anything you want to plug at the end of this? No, thank you for having me. I have a podcast out, Mr. V's Principal Lens. It's really focused on leadership, school leadership, but please take a listen. You can apply that, spiral it up and down to anything you're listening to. I'm slowly developing more and more content specific to what I'm going through, and I'm you know, really excited because it's bringing me great opportunities. So check it out. You can catch it on all platforms, Mr. V's Principal Lens, and thank you for having me. Awesome. All right, well, that's episode 129 with Danny Valenzuela. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.